Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and like you, still very much in lockdown. The news surrounding cricket over the past week hasn't really improved much. Talk the season may not get underway before July. Test matches to be played behind closed doors. The postponement of the 100 and most worrying of all, the scrapping of this year's county championship. But in and amongst that, there have been some perlers on social media, a few tantrums as well. And on TalkSport, presenters and producers working hard to keep our 24-7 station on the air with relevant, topical and downright amusing sports chat. Two big guests on the station this week included England captain Joe Root, who was a guest on the Sports Breakfast Show with Laura Woods, Jamie O'Hara and uh, one of the biggest cricket fans ever to come out of Scotland, Ali McCoist. Yeah, well, I'm just at home with the family, obviously, um, trying to keep ourselves busy as much as possible. We've got a three-year-old boy, so he's uh. taking up most of the time, um, charging around the house, either whacking balls, um, playing football or... Um, making us play hide and seek with him so <laughs> there's plenty to do around here and yeah just a bit of fitness along the side of that and just trying to take over with you know maintaining stuff and uh, the house has never been so clean to be honest. <laughs> I bet. how difficult is it to to keep motivation to stay fit when the future of the season is so unclear i think actually because we generally play all year round um and we're sort of going from tour to tour you don't get many blocks of time where you can really focus on your fitness it's not like a pre-season or an off-season where um, you get a block of three or four or five weeks where uh, fitness can be your main focus so actually in some ways it's it's a dedicated piece of time obviously I haven't got all the gym equipment that you would normally potentially have right. but um, you, you can really dedicate a, a block of time to improving that side of your game so if if you if we use this right could end up coming back to cricket in some of the best shapes that we've ever been in. Even better. Have you been binging on anything like programs or films, anything on Netflix? Um, 
a few things. Um, I've actually, me and my, my wife's not really into films and stuff, so it's been quite strange for her. But I've started making her watch all the Marvel films again. Really? Um, quite a bit. I like all that sort of stuff, so um started getting back into that. Which superhero would you be? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, really. I'd, I'd probably quite like Thor. I think he's, he's, it'd be pretty cool being him. Ali's on the other end of the line, but he's actually in Scotland. There's a Joe, how are you, mate? But go for it, Ali. I'm good, Ali. How are you? Ah, great, Joe. Everything's good. Now, listen, I've got to ask you the obvious question. I know you've been watching the the, the superhero movies. Have you watched that cup final again, that World Cup final? Because, mate, (laughs) I need to tell you, I've watched it again. It's got to be, any time I speak to any of you guys, I met Johnny Bairstow at, uh, we had a great afternoon with Johnny at, uh, at Cheltenham. He was down with my mate watching the racing. And I've got to tell you, mate, I don't think I've honestly seen a sporting event in my life like that. Yeah, well, I'd be lying if I've not said I've watched it again. Um, <laughs> I've watched it a few times. But I'm trying to save it for the for a week or so's time, to be honest, um, to watch it um, in, in this isolation period. But I think you're right. It was, it was a, a tournament that we'll never forget. But the final itself was just incredible. Um, that that super over the the atmosphere within the ground, oh. it, it, it was something that I don't think will ever be replicated in the sporting venue. I mean, it was that good to be honest. You Federer and Nadal's epic Wimbledon final took a back seat. You can't pay a bigger compliment than that, mate. <laughs> no, I, I just it was a fantastic day of sport, wasn't it? Um, all, all the other stuff that was going on, like you say, Wimbledon final. I think there's F1 on as well, and um, it's. It was a very special day in the calendar, but for, for us cricketers and for, for England cricket fans, I'm, I'm sure that everyone enjoyed it as much as we did on the field. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I'm going to, you know, uh, got to throw these questions at you because I know being in a dressing room, there's always one player that you don't want to be around. Uh, so here's it was always one... Jamie, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> here's one for you. Who would you hate to be in self-isolation with? You know what? I, I, we're very lucky. We've got a great group of players and, Mark Wood um, is probably one of the guys that keeps the dressing room up most of the time um, and always has laugh, always having a laugh, always having a joke, always being silly. But I think after about two weeks, he would drive me potty. So um, <laughs> I really feel for his, his wife at the minute. <laughs> he's probably in the garden doing all sorts of chores, isn't he? Yeah, he's probably listening to this, getting ready to hammer me when I come on. Um, going back to the cricket, I mean, obviously we're not really sure what's going to happen. And, and are you speaking to many of the other players? Are you speaking to the other England players about what they're up to? Yeah, over the last couple of weeks, going in touch with all of the lads um, over the phone just to check in and make sure that they're all OK and how they're getting on and stuff. And uh, everyone seems really good, to be honest, and finding ways of looking at it in a positive manner. Um, well, I think that's important that we all help each other you know, get through this sort of stuff. And um, like I say, the dressing room is such a, a valuable environment. If we can try and sort of replicate that as much as possible, whether it be over WhatsApp or just keeping that lighthearted uh, manner around yeah. how we contact each other, then you know, that that should stand us in good stead moving forward. And like, we've got some very good genuine friendships within the group. So, you know, it's something that will be quite natural for us. And mm. um, I'm sure... 
we'll uh, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep finding ways of, of keeping each other up. Now, one of the rules of the broadcast world is that whenever you criticise someone on air, you have to give them right to reply. And Adrian Durham and Darren Goff did exactly that when they invited Mark Wood on to look back at the World Cup triumph in 2019. All right, Woody, yeah, Woody, Woody I've got to ask you a quick question before we start this, mate. Chance to get your own back here. I don't know if you were Joe Root saying he wouldn't want to be stuck, basically, in... Uh, Lockdown with you. What, I, I, have you. How are you taking that, mate? Not well. I've not spoken to you in a few days. Uh, <laughs> he keeps trying to call me, but I just keep blanking his call. I think it'll eventually come through and that I'm not happy. So, um, <laughs> Joe, if you're listening, I can't believe you've done that. I'm heartbroken. Heartbroken. <laughs> I think it's the actual compliment, actually, because I think I'd be putting to that league as well, mate. We're good for an hour. We're good for an hour, but if it gets into that two or three or four hours, it's time to switch off, Woody. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I've seen you've been uh, changing nappies in, in full kit, which obviously everybody does that, don't they? Yeah, well, obviously I don't go around the house with my full World Cup kit every day, but that one day, yeah, I had a go at that. It was not the easiest with my gloves on, if I'm honest, um, but <laughs> Johnny Bairstow nominated me um, for a full kit challenge. Um, I thought, what better way, you know, change a nappy, full kit. I've got my protection on, my chest guard, my thigh guard. If anything goes wrong, I'm protected. So, yeah, no, it went well. I believe I nominated Darren Goff as well in mine, but I'm still yet to see that. So, no, we did uh, talk about it. Uh, I'll, I'll try and find some kit, Woody. When you get to my age and my size, mate, I've been retired <laughs> 12 years. I'm not so sure I've got any kit that'll fit me unless you send me a bin liner. <laughs> then I might be able to pull that on. But I'll have a look, mate. I might be able to get some of the iconic strips of the 90s out of the bag. I'll have a look. I might look even that. have one from 2004, my uh, last year. Oh, no, did I play 2005, didn't I? I might have a 2005 strip somewhere, so I'll have to try and find that. I might not have the trousers, though. I'll send you the nappy as well, eh? <laughs> 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 might need one in ten years. Before we start, <laughs> before we start talking about the World Cup, just want to catch up with you and generally how you how you're coping uh, during this. It's an amazingly uh, incredible time, a very difficult time, dark time, really. So, how you been mm. coping? Um, well, in terms of being at home, I mean, I mean, we spend a lot of time away from home as cricketers. It's nice to, in a weird way, to spend time with my son and, and see him. I didn't see him for two and a half months, but obviously, the main concern is with everybody's health and you know my. In my own family, I've got people that um, my granddad and stuff that's um, susceptible and unwell, so I've just been trying to keep in touch with them, keep myself fit and busy. Um, and, and we've got a, a WhatsApp bike group that we were on this morning. I must have watched 150 episodes of In the Night Garden um, with my son. So um, just trying to pot around, around the house, really, and, and keep myself mentally fresh. Um, a few dance moves in the back garden and, and just having a laugh that way. So are you giving your body a total rest though now, Woody? You're not practising the bowling action in the garden. I saw Jimmy Anderson said he was bowling through in the in the front lounge. You're not doing uh, a bit of that, are you? No, but my, my wife gets a bit sick of us because I actually do the wrist thing in swing, out swing, and she's like, you're doing the wrist thing with you. And I practice swinging. It's just, I haven't even got the ball in my hand. I'm just like, away in, away in. So, um, lads, better watch out when I get back. I've got to go both ways at ease now. <laughs> You're just going to do it off the full run-up now, eh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's talk about the World Cup. It, it was sensational. I mean, there was... Uh, first of all, I, w I just want to highlight something that uh, must have been talked about last summer, Mark, but some of the fielding was absolutely extraordinary. From Stokes' catching, I think it was in England's first game, ridiculous I was at that game, yeah. On the boundary. Uh, Wokes' catch at Edgbaston as well. Some of the fielding, Mark, was sensational. Yeah, I think they're iconic moments like the last ball... Um, like the Super Rover, the, the, those catches, I mean, Stokes' catch, I wasn't actually playing in the game, I was 12th man. And when you're 12th man, you sort of sit next to the opposition 12th man, you're all in like one row together on a bench. And even their lads were like, wow, and shocked um, by how good that catch was. Wokes' was a crucial catch and a good one. Um, so those moments, you know, that we put a lot of practice into our fielding. Um, so it's great when they come off. If, I mean, Goffey's been around the team at that time and stuff and we were, we were literally doing so much work on our field and, and we were really disappointed in games where we didn't perform to the highest of high standards if we didn't take a great catch if we didn't nail a run out and um, that was something that was spoke about um, and it wasn't being you know harsh or anything like that it was just we set such high standards we practiced so much because we knew the importance of it um, that we had to just be right on it in moments like that um, I mean, Stokesy does that all the time. That's the that's the, the horrendous thing for me. He does. He makes me look terrible. I mean, my fielding's okay and average, but he pulls off that all the time. It makes me look even worse. Well, I'll tell you what, you've sorted the batting out now. After watching you this winter, hitting sixes galore, mate, and knocking people over for fun with the ball, you're just going to work on the fielding now. Exactly. Stop thinking you're riding an horse, mate, round the outfield and start diving. <laughs> <laughs> but, do you know, I was going to ask you that. I was at that first game, England-South Africa. The pressure there. Well, I, I mentioned earlier, Woody, about England being number one in the world. The pressure must have been there. Own World Cup, playing at the Oval. There was a full house. It was a great atmosphere. As you said, you weren't playing that first game. But the pressure was on, wasn't it, there? Yeah, I, I wasn't playing, but you, you could still feel it. Like, it was the, the night before the game and stuff, everybody you could tell was a little bit more nervous than we were a team that had been together for a long time um, and building up to the World Cup. And I remember players day in the warm-up, Moggy saying, this is going to feel different. Allow it to feel different. Don't, you know, get caught up in the moment or let it hang over you. Everybody's feeling the same. Don't worry about it. And then as soon as he said that, it sort of freed everybody up a little bit because it was like a, a, a bit in the way that Stokesy was later in the tournament when we had um, our crucial chat. Um, it's sort of hearing, you know, big players at big moments say, you know, it's all right to feel a little bit nervous and showing a little bit of vulnerability themselves made it easier for other people. And um, I thought Joffre was rapid that game as well. Um, I remember watching and I was like, oh, wow, this is sharp. Um, just from... Uh, the start of the World Cup, um, obviously we come out the bat and Johnny gets out, um, I think, first ball, didn't he? And he just didn't yes. know. And, and for the rest of the game, we pretty much played a, a solid solid game, so it was nice to get off to a good start. Well, what a character, what an interview and what memories. But that's about it for this edition of the following on podcast. But we will be back in a few days' time with an interview coming out of New Zealand. A tale of the unexpected as I sit down with a man touted for a call-up to the Aussie side only to star for New Zealand a year later. A man who waited nine years between first-class games of cricket and a guy who has played for the Black Caps in four tests but never on home soil. Stay tuned for that, but until then, feel free to listen on Acast, Spotify or Apple Podcast. Thanks for listening.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 